Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Law Radio. Dental Law Radio is brought to you by Oberman Law Firm, a leading dental-centric law firm serving dental clients on a local, regional, and national basis. Now, here's your host, Stuart Oberman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dental Law Radio. We're going to cover uh, really two topics today that really have surfaced in the last couple months. Uh, for the last couple of years, they really have been, um, uh, I would say, on the rise. But uh, with, with COVID-19, uh, as I said before in previous podcasts, I don't want to necessarily harp on COVID-19 because I think we're ready to, to come out of that particular scenario. But um, uh, there's a lot of lessons learned and I think that uh, that particular period of time, which is still ongoing, has really taught our doctors a, a lot of lessons. So one of the things that we really, really want to harp on today is compliance and employees. You know, I, I've said before that uh, the patients are easy. The employees can be very problematic at times. And I've heard the saying that if it wasn't for employees, the practice of dentistry would be a fantastic career. So, but again, those those are different things that um, we want to take a look at. So, what are we talking about today? What's on the topic today? What's hot? What are we developing? OSHA and HIPAA whistleblowers. So, I've been talking about this for a while on the road, uh, you know, before before all this. But what's happened is is that, and I said before in a previous podcast, problem employees are going three places: OSHA, HIPAA, Department of Labor, state and federal. So your problem employees are going to file complaints with OSHA and HIPAA. The question is, how do you deal with that? What do you do when you get that nasty letter that says you have committed a whistleblower violation or an OSHA violation or HIPAA violation? So how do you get to an OSHA whistleblower and what in the world is a whistleblower? So we think of whistleblower, we think, you know, massive corporations, you know, the guys in the internal side that are, you know, complaining, you know, to the government uh, that, you know, this is this is not correct, this is not correct, overspenditures here, this is wrong, this is wrong, compliance issues, you know, violations of the law. But it's really in our dental practices, it's simply employees who complain for whatever reason. A lot of it is disgruntled employees who are not happy with their pay, their circumstances, and they're going to get even, and they're going to file a complaint with OSHA or HIPAA for whatever reason. So the question is, you get these letters, as we talked about on on a previous podcast, you have a system in place, and if not, you need to get one very quickly on how to respond to this. So what happens is you get this letter from either OSHA or HIPAA. you got a certain time period to, to respond. You have a certain things that you need to do, and you're going to know, depending on how big your practice is, right away who did it, who complained to the government. You're going to know. If not, you're going to find out very quickly. And of course, what's going to happen is you're going to be absolutely livid at that employee for filing a complaint against you. When you've taken care of that employee, you've given them all the raises, but for some reason you got a complaint, now you got to deal with it. So, Provided you have a process in place, you will respond to it. Hopefully, you will get counsel to do that uh, and not have your consultant do it. 
or have a staff member do it, but you'll get outside professional counsel to do it on the legal side that understands how to do it. So you will work that investigation. And the question is, you are absolutely livid to this employee who filed this complaint. And you're going to get even. Bad thing to do. Bad thing to do. Wrong thing to do. Detrimental thing to do. So under, under federal rules, the whistleblower statute, you cannot retaliate against that employee. So what does that mean? That means you can't fire them. You can't demote them. You can't lay them off. Now, this does not mean that they have lifetime employment. But if they're already a problem employee in a perfect world, you've already got an HR file on them. And if I don't touch on it on, on subsequent podcasts, your employees should never have access to their own personnel files. That is your locking key. They should never take care of their own personal personnel file. So what happens is on the whistleblower, you're going to get mad, you're going to get even, you want to go fire this employee and say you're fired. Or better yet, you're demoted. I'm cutting your hours. Whatever it is. Now the problem is, is that if that occurs solely because they filed a complaint, you now have violated federal law under the federal whistleblower statute. So that becomes a mess. So then what happens is now you get into the solicitor general's office where they send you a nasty letter that you now are under federal investigation for violation of the whistleblower statute, which is 99% of the time, if you handle an OSHA complaint correctly, it's going to be processed, but usually it, 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 it's settled, it's worked out well. You take the correction action, you go down the road. The problem is, is that when you have a whistleblower issue because you fired, demoted, or laid an employee off, or cut hours, whatever it is, because they filed a complaint, now you're in a whole different world. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you are under the whistleblower statute, so you're going to be investigated by the Solicitor General which is never good, never good. Now you've got another governmental agency investigating you. Look, at the end of the day, a lot of the complaints are dismissed. Investigators get it. It's a disgruntled employee. There's no cause. But if they find that you have violated the federal whistleblower statute. Now, I will tell you this. This goes to any industry that has OSHA or HIPAA. I know we're talking dental specific, but this is any industry whether it's you know trucking or whether it's some some other kind of industry or business this applies so um this is across you know across uh career lines so again if they just missed a complaint or they do the investigation they just missed a complaint um you're done but the problem is that if they find that you have violated the federal statute so what happens so you're responsible for the employee's back wages which is never good. Or they require that you reinstate the employee. First, you got to understand this. You didn't like the employee when they were there. You hated them when they filed the whistleblower complaint. And now you got to bring them back because the feds say you've got to bring them back. And you got to reimburse the employee the attorney's fees, which is very expensive sometimes. Very, very expensive. So what's the takeaway? Again, we're looking at a 10,000-foot view as to what occurs, one, if you have an OSHA or HIPAA complaint 
first and foremost, as I said in the previous podcast, you got to have a process in place to respond to it. Then what happens is when you get it, you got to handle it correctly. If you're going to have an employee discipline matter while you have a whistleblower matter going on or OSHA, OSHA or HIPAA complaint going on, you better have a good reason to discipline that employee. That should be well-documented previously. All employee problems should be documented. All employee problems should be of record signed by the employee on HR side. So this way, if you are under investigation for OSHA HIPAA violations and you fire the employee, you've got something that says this is not lifetime employment and that we need to, um, uh, we need to get rid of this employee for a lot of reasons. So the process is that once you get it, understand it, do not take a knee jerk reaction and fire the employee demote, talk to counsel, get guidance on how to handle this, what to do with it and proceed with, with great caution. So again, that's, that's a 10,000 foot overview on where we're going with this and what we wanted to do. I've been talking about this for a lot of time, a lot of years. Um, but we're seeing a, a, a enormous increase in this. Um, now one thing you'll, one thing you'll, you'll need to do is make sure that you've got your HIPAA issues under control for your patient flow of information, encryptions, authorizations to get medical information. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But we want to keep it on a high level with, with the uh, whistleblower violation matters. So, again, uh, process, process, process. Understand what you're doing. Understand the complexities. Get guidance on these matters. Do not try to handle it yourself. Do not delegate it. These are something that the doctors, who are especially sole practitioners, need to get this done. So that's going to conclude our uh, our podcast today on uh, ocean whistleblower allegations. So we want to thank you uh, for joining Dental Law Radio. If you want to reach out to us or contact uh, our firm, please feel free to do so. Please visit also dentallawradio.com, Oberman Law Firm, at 770-554-1400. Or if you want to, send me an email, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at obermanlaw.com. Thank you again so much for joining us. We hope you just took one bit of information away. And if you did, it's a complete success. Have a fantastic day. And uh, we'll look forward to um, talking to you soon on subsequent podcasts. Thank you very much. Have a great day.